1: O artista deve aprender a perder suas experiências. O artista deve aprender a perder suas experiências. O artista deve aprender a perder suas experiências. O artista deve aprender a perder suas experiências.
2: <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, September the 30th, 2020, the very last day of the month of, of September tw- 2020. And welcome to episode number 892, nine episodes, I mean, eight episodes away, excuse me, from the big 900. Of the mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one of the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, excuse me. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about, of course, our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, we will start with our wrestling news and views here segment here tonight. Of course, I'll be I'll be of course bringing you some of the latest stories, courtesy coming up 411mania.com. Of course, filling in tonight once again for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, uh, King and WO T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, <coughs> and also. Uh, Course, uh, all, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be also we'll also be bringing you uh, courtesy, of, of course, of the man here who is a two-time WWS Hall of Famer. Also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> of course, bringing us tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here today. He is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, as we, of course, will welcome John. Uh, to of course episode number eight ninety two here John good to have you with us here at this evening and hopefully we'll have more folks popping on here of course here uh, hopefully in the next little while. In the meantime, if you care if you care to chime in on any, anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course on on episode eight ninety two of Revolution tonight, please feel free of course to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one six zero five. 562 two444 caller ID uh 138 pounds and magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. We are we will also, of course, bring you, of course, the matches representing SmackDown from this past Sunday's Clash of Champions pay-per-view. We will also be giving you our thoughts. We will be giving you, of course, excuse me, the official results for both the NXT and AEW shows here this evening. Uh, we hope to also hear from the Iceman here as he will get in his official thoughts as to what happened this past Monday night on Raw. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to finally be able to give you the official results of the seven uh, OVW, of the seven uh, brand new OVW US. Championship belts, of course, we've been doing a poll on for the past few weeks. Uh, we will, of course, give you the official results, Sarah, of those here as well. Plus, also, uh, during during the show here, we'll be, of course, uh, letting you know here at some point here about the official, about what we plan on doing here, of course, here as far as something close to our to our normal prediction title challenge. Uh <clears throat> Uh, for this coming Saturday's, of course, Takeover 31 event. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, we did not. I, I, for, did, I did not. I did not. I did forget, uh, unfortunately, that this show was popping on here this weekend. But however, I may have an alternative here, of course, and it might stem from, of course, something going on to one the other announcement I'm going to be making a little bit later to, to this, this evening. So we will, of course, keep you apprised, of course, of that here as well. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, it is 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and we on 8.92, of course, on Revolution. Of course, as we said, Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. Let's go ahead and go to 411 uh, <clears throat> for, of course, or look at the, some of the newest uh, of course, uh, wrestling uh, news here, of course, popping in here, of course, as well. And, of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWUS radio network <clears throat> at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWUS radio network uh, <clears throat> for, to, uh, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to, of course, Revolution, of course, obviously Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and, of course, WWS this morning, among others. <clears throat> As we, go, of course, go ahead and start with a AEW story, of course, come, something coming out already from uh, this, uh, coming from, of course, um, tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. As Jeremy Thomas is reporting that Cody has, ex- has accepted Brody Lee's challenge for a doll collar match on, I believe, on next week's edition of AEW Dynamite. And it is official. Cody will be back in action, taking on Brody Lee in the Dog Collar match for the TNT title next week. Cody appeared on tonight's episode of Dynamite to accept the challenge from Lee, who had demanded last week that Cody answer his challenge by this week. And, of course, there are pics and video. uh, There is pics and video from it, of course, on this page if you want to uh, uh, tape if you want to check it out, and of course AEW Dynamite will tape once again take place next Wednesday on TNT. Uh, uh, <clears throat> AEW's Twitter account posted here a little while ago the American Nightmare at Cody Rhodes. La- ladies and gentlemen, hashtag AEW Dynamite on at TNT Drama uh, Dynamite exclusive, of course, also posted. At Cody Rhodes says while he was away, he had time to realign and reconnect. But the question still remains, will he accept the challenge? Of course, uh, once again, they post Cody, 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 no regrets, no looking back. At Cody Rhodes accepts hashtag AEW Dynamite on at TNT Drama. And of course, obviously, they said, well, of course, a brawl would break out after that. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And of course, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, to next Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite, we already now know that Brody Lee will be defending the TNT title against Cody Rhodes in an infamous dog collar match. Of course, we haven't heard about this, these, this that type of match, of course, in a very very long time, and we get the chance to to uh, to of course see that of course take place here <clears throat> next week. Another AEW story just now coming into the wire here. Let's go ahead and check that out. Courtesy Jeremy and Thomas. As an eight-man tournament is set to crown the new number one contender for John Moxley's AEW world title. AEW will hold a tournament to crown the next number one contender to the AEW world title. The company announced tonight an eight-man tournament will kick off soon with the finals taking place at AEW Full Gear on November the 7th to determine the top contender to the title. The first competitors were announced tonight in Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, Kenny, and Kenny Omega. The remainder of the competitors will be announced a little bit later. Of course, 411 Mania's live coverage of the show is on this link. Is, 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 is There's a link to it on this office page if you want to check that out. Of course, uh, AEW posted on their Twitter account, as I said, it's a huge eight-man tournament, single elimination. The finals will be at full gear. Where the winner will receive a shot at the hashtag AEW World Championship. For so far, number one, at boy underscore myth underscore legend. Of course, it's talking about Jungle Boy. Number two, at Ray Fenex MX. Of course, MX is Mexico, obviously. And number three, at Kenny Omega Man X. Of course, obviously, talking about Kenny Omega. Watch hashtag AEW Dynamite now on at TNT uh, Drama, of course, if you want to check. Check out that there as well. So, so we can't wait to see who the other announcements are. And, Of course, like I said, coming up here at the beginning of uh, on a, at AEW Full Gear, of course they will. Of course, uh, someone will. Be, someone will, of course, earn an opportunity at the be next in line to go after John Moxley's AEW World Championship. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posts this story here as he has some WWE news. Apparently, Robert Stone teases some new members to his brand. Also, a video tracks Alicia Taylor's journey to NXT. Robert Stone has apparently been taking meetings and is looking looking ready to build the Robert Stone brand. Stone posted to Twitter yesterday hinting at the addition of some members. Uh... He says here on Twitter uh, yesterday, he says, had some very interesting business meetings this past week. Now I'm ready to build at the hashtag Robert Stone brand is going to be on another level. Hashtag Superman Stone never disappoints, does he? So we'll wait and yeah, wait to see, of course, who he gets for his new brand. And obviously a new video from WWE takes a look at ring announcer Alicia Taylor's heavy metal journey to NXT. Taylor is a is a professional drummer, and the video's synopsis reads the following: hear, hear how NXT host, ring announcer, and drummer Alicia Taylor went from homelessness to death metal to the black and yellow brand, and this in-depth look at her, her personal journey. Uh, <clears throat> check out that video course right there on that's on this page if you want to take a, take a look at that. Uh, next story here, folks. Let's see. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here as some more WWE news right here. As apparently Triple H and more are set for New York Comic Con panel, as well as, of course, the stock closes up. Let's see here. WWE will have a presence at this year's all virtual New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con announced that Triple H, Drew McIntyre, and Zelina Vega. We'll discuss some of Monday Night Raw's biggest moments. Charlie Caruso will moderate the panel, which takes place on October 9th at 1230 Eastern and is described as follows. Join WWE superstars Zelina Vega, Hall of Famer Paul Triple H Levesque, and WWE Champion Drew McIntyre as they talk about their love, passion, and experience of some of the most kick tail moments from across nearly nearly three decades of Monday Night Raw. From larger-than-life (coughs) superstars... Excuse me. From larger-than-life superstars, limitless athleticism, and an equal drama, Raw has made USA Network the destination to see good and evil do battle live 52 weeks a year, moderated by WWE correspondent Charlie Caruso. And of course, they did they they did say that New York Comic Con did have that on their Twitter handle. Of course, earlier today, WWE stock closed at forty dollars forty-seven cents on Wednesday, up. which is 1.1% from the previous closing price. The market as a whole was up 1.2% on the day. Uh, Of course, uh, Sevi McMahon has interviewed courtesy of Jeremy Thomas here on the creation of the Thunderdome and its potential future after the pandemic. The Thunderdome is obviously an enormous part of WWE's presentation right now, and Stephanie McMahon looked back at the virtual experience's creation as well as its potential future. In a new new interview with Business Insider, here are some highlights. On the stressful lead up to WrestleMania, Stephanie said, first and foremost, we had to take into account the safety of our fans and of our and of our, and of our superstars and employees. That's paramount. Working with the local government offices in Florida, the CDC, and the World Health Organization. We made sure we were aligned with all the recommendations from the organizations to do the right thing. There were a lot of scenarios being planned all at the same time. On having discussions about whether they should even hold WrestleMania, Stephanie said, We had to quickly pivot to decide <clears throat> A, does the show still go on? And B, if so, where and how? We decided that yes, we have a responsibility to our audience and to our partners to continue to produce our programming. We wanted to provide an opportunity for our viewers to escape. We still do. It's our mission to put smiles on people's faces. WrestleMania took place at our performance center over two nights in front of absolutely no people. And it was definitely a unique experience. On creating the Thunderdome experience, Stephanie says we were hoping to be back in arenas by now with fans in attendance. But obviously it just wasn't meant to be. All along, we were really learning, playing with audio, different types of graphics, packages, all different things. Then we realized we're not going to be in different arenas and starting to travel again. So what are we going to do, and how can we create the best experience for our fans? On the Thunderdome, possibly continuing as part of the WWE experience in a new form after the pandemic, we really really do want to create the best possible experience for our fans, one that's worthy of their passions. So we're examining all kinds of things, and you can see both. I think we're going to see a lot in all businesses, and in particular the entertainment industries and sports, a lot of combinations of the of the new learnings from all this technology, plus the fundamental foundational learning that we have we we have, we have to move our business forward. So it will be an intersection of what works best. Of okay, course, so we'll definitely have to see how that all pans out here, folks. Uh, uh, speaking of course of triple H here, uh, we talk about. Triple H talks NXT's uh, pandemic challenges plus Tegan Knox's injury status and Tuesday move rumors and, of course, in a conference call having to do with takeover. How about that? Triple H held a traditional pre-takeover press conference call on Wednesday where he discussed this weekend's show and addressed questions about the pandemic outbreak and rumors about a possible move to Tuesdays. While we'll also providing an update on Tegan Knox's injury status, you can check out a <clears throat> check out a recap and the full video of Per Wrestle Zone right here below. Adam Hopkins turns turns over to Triple H, who said there was a lot going on right now and hyped tonight's NXT, including the Io Shirai and Damian Priest versus Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano match. Kyle O'Reilly going face-to-face with Ben Balor before their match at TakeOver. He said that there's a lot of times when shows are being put together that you look for something you know will be spectacular. And he thinks the majority of hardcore NXT fans understand how good O'Reilly versus Balor will be. While more casual fans will remember it for a long period of time. He says it has the potential to change a lot of things in the industry and perceptions of O'Reilly.
1: Something He's, went wrong. Please try again.
2: Sorry about that, folks. I don't know why it did that. Uh, he said, tonight, and tonight's NXT will lead into TakeOver, which has a unique feel for him, considering they were coming out of carrying Cross having to give up the title, Keith Lee moving to Raw, and that with all the challenges they face on a week-to-week basis, it's been incredibly challenging, but he thinks the card is incredible on paper and will over-deliver. He put over Sandoz Escobar and the package with Legado Del Fantasma, as well as Isaiah Swerve Scott. Without the restrictions that TV creates, he thinks they will perform at the highest levels. He moved into Kushida and Velveteen Dream and said Dream is one of the most flamboyant performers, while Kushida is turning a quarter in regard to why he's here in NXT and in America. With Priest and Gargano, he called Johnny one of NXT's most consistent performers and said Priest has been putting on star performances in recent memory and said that it's hard to see which match to look forward to most, naming Shirai versus LeRae as one of them. He said they've done it before in different positions with the Memphis title on the line, would be a show stealer. With O'Reilly versus Balor, he said this is O'Reilly's breakout opportunity and one for the ages. Triple H said this show will have a unique look and feel, something totally different, and we'll find out more on Sunday. He also mentioned the return of NXT UK and praised BT for letting them in their studios to let the talent do what they do. He talked about the Heritage Cup in the British Rounds format, which he said he. William Regal, Shawn Michaels, Jim Smallman, Johnny St. Have, ta- have all talked about wanting to bring the format into the mainstream. He called he he said it would be special for those who are into the history and background of British wrestling and he said he looks forward to being able to travel to other countries soon. Asked about the pandemic outbreak in NXT and where they are. Where they are about the performance center being cleared for training. Triple H said he's confident that Sunday's card will go on that schedule, but things are obviously touch and go right now. He said the Performance Center is functional and that no one can control or stop things, and they're doing the best they can to keep everyone safe. When positives come up, they they extensively contract, trace, and quarantine those people for everyone's well-being. He said he's confident that once they've all done that, they've hopefully isolated and everyone's safe. Asked if NXT is coming to... Spain soon. He said they're constantly looking at where it where it isn't yet and how they can bring it there. He said most broadcasters and stations are dealing with the pand- pandemic, so things are moving slower. And Hopefully they, they can get it there very soon. Asked about reports about the party that may have caused the outbreak and whether there are any punishment for risky behavior and what messaging, messaging is given to talent about their off-the-clock behavior. He said, You do the same thing everyone else is doing, convey to people that this is not over yet, and we're still all having to be smart, be safe, wear masks. He said, They're urgent talent to social distance, stay inside the bubble. But he says, Unfortunately, this is real life, and whether it's something like that or going to the grocery store, everything is risky. He said, He's not thrilled when people do things they aren't supposed to, and it's still their personal lives. Asked by NXT UK, Dublin moving to June. And when the next UK takeover might happen, he said that he, he would like nothing more than to see one before June. He said if you asked him, a, ask him a few weeks ago, the situation in Europe was different. He said everything is fluid right now. He said as soon as he can travel, talent, they will. And as soon as they can have talent do things on a bigger basis, they will. If things don't change, he would begin talking to BT about using that studio. He said that there have been some talks about it. And he's glad to get something done long before June, but they have to see how everything shakes out. He said right now he's just wrote that they're able to get into BT Studios and is looking for the next step, but they're not quite there yet. Next question was about Kyle Riley being in his first main event, whether there's a plan to elevate him for a while or it's been due, due to the main event changes. Triple H said that's been in the works for a while, but said it probably got sped up a little due to Cross's injury. And Keith Lee's moved to Raw, not a lot, but a little. And he would, And he would have liked maybe a little more time to build the story. He put over O'Reilly as a great performer who is naturally charismatic and funny and said, said people will see him at a completely different level. He also put him over as a really nice person and is happy to see him get the chance. I know that he and Balor have been talking to everyone who will listen about working together for a long time. That's when we, when, when we can expect fans to return. He reiterated that it's very touch and go, but doesn't see it happening. as a traveling show for a while. It's still, it's still in a pandemic. And cases are increasing again. At the same time, life goes on. Places are reopening. So they're looking at what's available, but won't do it until they can do it in a way that's safe for fans and performers. He said that he put their, he put their protocols up against everyone and said safety is their key. Asked if NXT would be involved in the WWE draft. He said, honestly, he honestly doesn't know. And as much as he he'd like to know, he doesn't. He says it's coming, but he's unsure and we'll all have to wait and see. He put over the draft. as an exciting time. He said, he will be waiting to find out. The next caller asked if, if he was still watching Australian talent, the scout, even, even if he can't go there. And asked if there's a place for them in NXT. He said that, yes, absolutely. And there's a great scene there that has really ramped up lately. He loves seeing young, hungry athletes with a passion and love to recruit them. He says they're 100% keeping an eye on it and that, they, and that they get footage from Australia, even if they can't go there. They will recruit as soon as they can go there. And he has said numerous times, he just looks at looks at it all as talent, and he wants the best in the world anywhere in the world. Asked about the debut of Retribution and how much input talent and Triple H have in, have in and how they will be used on the main roster. He joked first about not knowing retribution were from NXT. He said that they said they have conversations about who will go where, when, and how they arrange that scheduling. He said at this point in time, he has no say on on them once they go to Raw or SmackDown. And says that he gets a call from them. They have meetings about who goes what, who goes where, when, and that sometimes it's perverse, But the creative teams of those brands are controlling them. <clears throat> Asked about bringing Wade Barrett back he said that was a, that he was a big Barrett fan and he was in the company and was impressed when Barrett was doing commentary outside of WWE and was interested in bringing him back for that he said that he never had the right timing to bring Barrett in because of scheduling differences <clears throat> but once but that but that once it lined up it went it went done very quickly. He you knows that it's, it's a tough time to do business. But that he's really happy that they're able to come to a deal because Barrett has a great point of view and input on commentary that brings a character basis to it and is very smart. Finally, Dave miller asked about the audience going up, going up when NXT moved to Tuesday, and asked if there has been any serious talk about permanently moving the show there to get away from AEW. Triple H said he's happy with where they are and said there's conversations around such things all the time. Says said they were on Wednesdays first and said that he said they look at. What works best for them and their partners, and that they do what works best for all of them. He says that he said that he said that he said since the beginning that's not a concern to him. He just puts it on the best show that he can. As for where the show sits, it's up the WWE and the partners both, and when and wherever it ends up, he'll do the best show he can. He ended the call by announcing that Tegan Knox has in fact torn her ACL has had surgery already. He said that she's had a bad run of injury. Look, and it is what it is, but he knows that she's strong. and If anyone can return from it, it will be her. And he can't wait for her to come back. He asked everyone to be thinking about her. Thank everyone and support NXT and NXT UK, and he closed the call. So, there, so, there, so they had it right there. And this media call is actually posted on this page. If you want to go back and, uh, Go back and of course check that out here, folks. And we still got plenty of stories here to talk about here. Indeed, uh, let's move on to a couple here, a uh, couple other stories here. Um, coming up, uh, Jeffrey Harris has this story about Kenny Omega saying that an a, that an AEW video game is in fact in development. Speaking to GameSpot, AEW star and executive vice president Kenny Omega. Discussed a potential AEW video game and what fans could expect from one below or some highlights. Kenny Omega on an AEW video game. He says, assassin of the video game is that it is currently in development. I can't say too much more other than that I'm working very closely creatively with the team. And every few weeks, I have a very exciting new things to show us. And I believe that we're on the right track because I think we have a good team backing us with a lot of very, very good hands that are very capable. And when I can When I can more, I certainly will. I am really excited to show the first little bit of footage that we have. It was a little ways away. We're not going to be completely competing head-to-head against WWE Battlegrounds anytime soon. But when the game is ready and when it will release, I think it has a very good chance of standing alone. It has a very good chance of standing alone. It's probably the best wrestling product as a video game that you could probably find on the market. That's the hope anyway. On seeing himself as an action figure, Kenny Omega says, it was really cool. It was just sort of just like another benchmark for us to hit as a company. We never knew while we were discussing the potential of running our own company where that end goal was and just how far we could go with it and to get our first TV deal that was huge and to run pay-per-views that was large. So then we're doing these 3D scans and now we have these. I'm holding this prototype of an action figure figure of me. And there are things that just keep happening to us as professional wrestlers that legitimize us as a company and as a real brand. So it was very cool, very neat, and it's kind of a double whammy for me because I had two action figures. In the end, I had, you know, the single figure, and then they had a very special variant for the actual ring. Two reasons to be very excited at this point. Um, Let's see here. Jeffrey Harris posted a story about Devon, uh, D- of course Devon Dudley, on how reveals how Hulk Hogan helped him for his run during the time in TNA. During a recent Q and A session with the Pro Wrestling Junkies group, WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley discusses the time Hulk Hogan went to bat for him in TNA wrestling. Below are some highlights. WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley recently joined the Pro Wrestling Junkies team for a QA session, went in depth on his and Bully Ray's individual singles runs in TNA. Devon revealed, revealed that he had to fight for every bit of time he got with the company. While uh, Bully Ray was on was in on production meetings and had more leverage for his run. He went on to say that Hulk Hogan was one who stood up for him and tried to get him a solid push. Devon on Hulk Hogan going to bat for him in TNA. I know sometimes Bully likes to take credit for all TNA fame and all that. Here's the deal. When we were in TNA and I did have that singles run, nobody down there believed I could do it. They gave Bully the rock and let him go sky high. He was also in the, in the production meetings and was able to persuade him that, them a little bit more. I wasn't in those meetings. I had to fight for everything. I hope Hogan could take a stand and ask, why the hell are not we doing something with Devon? We're doing something. We're doing every. He's doing everything, right? For Hogan to come out and the, the, come out and do that, said everything right there. TNA made a whole bunch of promises, but of course didn't keep it up. On his dream singles match being with Hulk Hogan, Devon says, in a singles match, my dream opponent would be Hogan. It would have to be Hogan. I'm, I was such a huge fan of his. I idolized the man, and he's the reason why I got into this business. I remember him cutting to promo saying, you know something, Hulkamaniacs, one day you little Hulksters are going to wind up getting Big saying your prayers and taking your vitamins and you're gonna to have to get in the ring with me. I'm going to, I'm going to take you out, brother. I remember seeing that and telling my grandmother at the time I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that kid. What would he want for the stipulation? He says for the stipulation to the match though it would have to be a barbed wire. Another man is definitely afraid of barbed wire, so that means it's an easy win for me. A lot of people just don't know how to act when you have barbed wire, thumbtacks, and fire as well. So, so, of course, ladies and gentlemen, there you, there you have it there, of course. <clears throat> there you have it there for, of course, some of, your, some of your wrestling news highlights there, of course, courtesy of our friends, of course, at 411mania.com. And we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here, and, of course, like I said, in the radio network to bring their stories all the time. Uh, <clears throat> here, of course, on all of our shows in the radio network. And, of course, filling in tonight for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. King and W.O. Joe R.T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. The, excuse me, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the W.S.W. U.S. radio network. <clears throat> and, of course, ladies and, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if the news doesn't fit, they always, of course, find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super glue and duct Tape. Cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor would we ever tried. Have we ever never tried ever tried to do so for the past five years? Let's go to John's uh, history and birthday report here. Of course, here for today, September the 30th. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1960, Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki make their professional wrestling debuts for the JWA Japan Wrestling Association. Baba defeated. Yonitaru Tanaka, while Inoki lost to Kentaro Oki on a date in 19, uh, <clears throat> 1972. WWWF presented Showdown at Shea from Shea Stadium in Flushing, New York. It would be the first of three events the WWWF held at the former home of baseball's New York Mets. 22,508 people were in attendance for that. In the future putrid bout, WWF champion Pedro Morales and Bruno San Martino fought to a draw for the title. The bout ended about 65 minutes due to curfew regulations. <clears throat> okay, let's see here. Let me double check. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay, on this day here in 1983, the New Japan Pro Wrestling held a show at the Van Budokan Hall in Tokyo. The building at the time regularly housed events for competing promotion in All Japan Pro Wrestling. It would be the last show there for New Japan for a decade. New Japan did not return to Budokan until November of. Um, let's see. Okay, John. Um, the year, the the number of years ago you got for the New Japan thing. Uh, uh, that what right there was actually put in 1983. You said that it wouldn't return until November of 1980. So we want to make sure if you have that fact, if that is, uh, um, if that was supposed to say 1980, was that was that supposed to be 1990? Yeah, but like I said, you got nine. You said November, You said that that moment took place. Um, a certain number of years ago and that and that and uh, that was actually 37 years ago but you also got on there that they would return to november of 1980 so so like i said i mean that okay you check on that one just let this let us know here of course towards the end there and i'll read it here momentarily uh, we'll double check on that one here ladies and gentlemen in a featured bout at that event, though WWWF champion Bob Backlund defeated Stan Hansen by DQ. In the show's main event, Antonio Inoki defeated Ken Patera to retain the NWF heavyweight title. <coughs> on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 2002 on Raw from Houston, Texas, Kane defeated Chris Jericho to capture his second Intercontinental title. Already a tag champion, this set the possibility of Kane being a triple champion by the end of No Mercy three weeks later. But it wasn't to be. Kane would lose the tag team titles the week before in No Mercy. And would lose the Intercontinental title at the event to World Heavyweight Champion Triple H. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, uh, actually uh, just in 2019, Raw was held in Phoenix, Arizona for the season premiere. Both Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were at the show. And also featured Lana turn on Rusev, of course, with Bobby Lashley as Rusev was in a match for the Universal Title against Seth Rollins. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy uh, 42nd birthday to former Go Daddy girl, a former Playboy playmate, and a former WWF WWE Women's Champion, Candice Michelle. Candice's re- wrestling career began in 2004 as a prospective. Perspective contestant for the Raw Diva Search, and although she was not selected for the final ten, she was hired as a makeup artist. She participated <clears throat> in limbo, lingerie, and bikini contests. throughout the remainder of the year, as part of the Raw roster, she would go on to win the women's title in 2007, defeating Melina until dropping into Beth the title of Beth, to Beth Phoenix at, of course, No Mercy. <clears throat> After losing the title to Beth Phoenix. Candice broke her clavicle in the match against against Phoenix, but would return in 2008. She would be sparingly used through WrestleMania 25. She was drafted to SmackDown that April, but was released in June of 2009. She made a cameo WWE appearance in 2019 when she won the 24-7 title on Raw reunion, defeating Kelly Kelly to capture the title until she was defeated by Hall of Famer Alundra Blaze. They would have been the 51st birthday of Chris Von Erich. He was born in Dallas and did odd jobs for WCCW and worked the cameras. He made his pro debut in June of 1990. Like his brothers, he had drug abuse issues and also had bones so brittle that could break on the simplest of maneuvers. His lone major feud was with Paul Bearer at USWA. On September 12, 1991, as he was still heartbroken over the suicide of his brother Mike in 1987, four years before Chris sadly shot himself in the head less than three weeks before his 22nd birthday. He was the third Von Erich to die in less than a decade. We also want to wish a very happy 27th birthday to uh, Trevor Lee, by the way. Let's go to your uh, pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. On his day in 1888, Jack the Ripper murders two more women, Liz and Kate, in Whitechapel in London, England. On his day in 1915, the Red Sox clinch an American League pennant by defeating Detroit. 1927, Babe Ruth smacks his 60th home run at Yankee Stadium. On his day in 1934, Babe Ruth's final game as a Yankee goes 0 for 3. On his day in 1950, the radio's Grand Ole Opry is broadcast on TV for the very first time. On his day in 1955, uh, actor James Dean, uh, D-E-A-N, by the way, sadly is killed in a car crash at the age of 24. On this day 1960, The Flintstones is the first animated sitcom created by Hanna-Barbera. It premieres, of course, on ABC. Also on the day in 1968, American League and National League umpires form a new association of Major League umpires. On this day 1972, Roberto Clemente is 11th to get 3,000 hits. On the day in 1980, Ricky Henderson sets American League stolen base record at 98, en route to 100. On the day in 1989, Nolan Ryan's Ryan's perfect game was broken in eighth, but was able to get his 300th strikeout. On the day in 1990, of course, uh, a team, of course, like I said, well-liked by our own Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo of the Pittsburgh Pirates, wins the National League East title. 1991, The Jerry Springer Show debuts. So that's when we first started seeing that show for the very first time. On this date in 1995, Albert Bell hits his 50th home run of the season. And on this date in 1997, Microsoft releases Internet Explorer number four. Uh, Okay. And going back to the the, piece of wrestling history talking about in Japan, um, it was actually, they did not return. Uh, let me go back and reiterate. Okay, this was on 1983. The new Japan pro wrestling held a show at the famed Budokan hall in Tokyo. The building at the time regularly housed events for competing promotion. AJPW. It would be the last time there for new Japan for a decade. They would not return until November of 19. And John had the year off of this a little bitty bit. It was actually November of 1990s when they would return. So, it was just off by a little bit, but it wasn't that much, sir. So John, thank you very much for that. It's understandable. Thank you very much, there, sir, sir. Uh, indeed, for bringing that here to us. And there you have it. Your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today, as well as your wrestling news and views for the evening. Uh, 9.55 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this is, of course, Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. <coughs> WCW US Revolution Episode 892. Mr. WCW U.S. Chad Hinshaw on the line here, of course. We have, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with us here. Now joining us here, here through our talk shoe video service, ladies and gentlemen. He is, of course, <coughs> he is, of course, a uh, member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He's also a holder of several championship belts, of course, here in the in the WCW US Trivia Championship series including just recently, as we said, the OVWUS US uh, Light Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> uh, also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's also the man with the golden voice. Of course, we all, and of course he actually proved that here um, several months ago. And, of course, like I said, we may, at some point, we may try to get another performance out of him, of course, sometime here down the road here. But we got to ask him to come up with a song. So he's got to come up with a song there, and then we'll let him probably sing on our show one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, now coming in here, of course, I have the soul man himself, the one and the only, Mr. Uh, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, we welcome you, sir, to 892, of course, of Revolution. Good to have you here with us here. And uh, if you think of any other song, by the way, Justin and I was just talking about, think about any other song that you wish to sing on here at some point, and we'll and uh, we'll get you, we'll probably get you, of course, to take the last few minutes of one of our shows and let you sing it. So just be thinking, <laughs> just be thinking of one there. Uh, indeed. So, um, we, we might get you to sing that one that you actually sang here. Uh, when we were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday, might ask you to sing that one. again, Oh, so that was tremendous. That was absolutely tremendous. Uh, but good to have you here with us here as well. Um, uh, guys, um, John, Justin, I don't know if, uh, um, let me see if we have any, um, I'm sure we do have some, uh, we do have some updates here, of course, uh, coming in here, um, as far as, of course, uh, tonight's, tonight's episodes of NXT and AEW, uh, let me go let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and see if we can't uh, pull up uh, and I'll go ahead and just give you the uh, uh, try to give you of course some of the some of the official um uh, Official results here if we have anything. Uh, uh we okay. Uh, okay. The official, the official, the official results here. Uh, uh, Shanti Blackheart defeated Dakota Kai. Uh, um of course obviously Santos Escobar and I think it's where Scott um, almost kind of have a little bit of a talk here of course they're they're they're, they're, they're they've separated from different parts of the uh, um to the uh, uh, um, separate parts of the building here uh Okay, um, of course, there was one this thing here that I did mention about the thing about Tegan Knox. Uh, apparently, something happened here that Tom Phelps did confirm that Tegan Knox is going to be out with a torn ACL. Apparently, uh, there one of the backstage reporters was talking to Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano now bringing up how Candace LeRae was responsible for Tegan Knox being injured. Gargano says Knox broke, broke their TV and the Ray broke her. So apparently it was over the fact that they, that Tegan Knox broke their TV. So, uh, uh, and then of course, both Gargano and, uh, Candace array, of course, mocked a, a backstage reporter and they actually d- dismiss her. Uh, Cameron Grimes has an invitational stepping stone to the moon challenge with, uh, three, three guys, Joey, Joey, pistachio, Joey strong and Ridge Holland. Uh, of course, obviously, actually, Ridge Holland actually kind of wins that challenge. Uh, uh, And apparently he leaves. Uh, and, of course, Kushida took on Tony Nice Kushida wins that match. Uh, Adam Cole uh, went one-on-one against Austin Theory. And it looks like uh, Adam Cole, of course, baby, won that match right there. Uh, Caden Carter and Zaya Lee, of course. Uh, um, Caden Carter, of course. Casey has Casey Canzaro in in her corner. Uh, Caden Carter wins that match. And, and apparently, of course, like I said, uh, Kane Carter and Casey Canzaro tried to give, um, give Zaya Lee, of course, a firm handshake. And apparently, Zaya Lee wants nothing to do with that. Uh, of course, obviously, uh, Ben Ballard and Kyle Riley of course, also uh, talked to each other. Um, of course, here: Damien Priest, and Eo Shirai took on Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. And we did not have, um, um, we did not have, of course, an official update here. I think Justin did give us one here. Uh, Apparently, the Gargano's actually won the match, and and of course, uh, Justin offered his uh, offered a personal opinion that he hopes that Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae do not win their respective matches. Of course, on Sunday, I think Justin pretty much made that clear. Justin, that's a very good point there, sir. Very good there indeed. So there you have it with your official thoughts here um, <clears throat> about um, about about the official results for NXT. Now, as far as AEW is concerned, of course, I did read a couple of things here in the news here a little while ago that it looks like, like I said, there's going to be there's going to be an uh, there's gonna be a tournament to decide the number one contender for the AEW title. We know of three, three guys so far that's supposed to be in it. Jungle Boy, Ray Fenex, and Kenny Omega are supposed to be in it so far. But we don't know of the others as of yet. Of course, the winner, I think we're we'll earning a shot here. I think uh, I think we'll have the shot at the belt, of course, at the uh, full gear, I think, beginning of the next month. I think that's what I read. Um, uh, so we'll have that also next week on dynamite. We did of course hear that Cody Rhodes has officially accepted the challenge from Bro that Bro- from Brody Lee from last week. And that next week, ladies and gentlemen, that this is going to be a good. Yes. Uh, uh, um, and of course, John was getting ready to mention here. Of course, because Brody Lee now is going to be defending the TNT title in a dog collar match between, um, like, a, a, against Cody Rhodes. Of course, John, you're you're saying that, you're, that Cody Rhodes promo was great. Of course, the brawl with him and Brody Lee and his wife, and of course, and Anna J was amazing. And John said it kind of reminded him of the of the of the. Uh, of of a of a feud from twenty fifteen between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Hmm. That's a good point of view. And John believes it's gonna be a war, no doubt, between Cody Rhodes and Grody Lee. But uh, but nevertheless it's is gonna be a pretty good show here. I I think next week of course we do know we do know of course of one match that's gonna take place. And I'm sure that if like I said if JD does pop on here in the next little bit We'll probably be hearing something from him, of course, about this here. Of course, coming up here very, very soon. John says all he's got to say about this match between Cody and Brody Lee is going it is going to expect a bloodbath or two. Uh, well, I mean, John, if you put it into perspective, I mean, it's not going to probably hold. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee is going to be a, it's going to be a it's going to be a killer match next week. There's no doubt about it. But I'm sure it's not going to be able to hold a candle to the match that the late Roddy Piper and also Great Valentine had, the dog collar match they had, of course, back in the early '80s. But uh, um, of course, they have like a they, they like said, of course, that's for the TNT viewers. John says you'll see something next week that you never have seen on TNT. Of course, wrestling, of course, uh, in a wrestling with the and of course the in a infamous doll collar match itself now gentlemen i would like to get start getting your thoughts and opinions here on uh, as of course we now go to shift gears here for a few moments and talk about of course the four matches representing smackdown uh from this past sunday's clash of champions if i may so john and justin b of course passing along your thoughts and opinions here about the first match here um we will talk about here, and that is in ten minutes and forty-five seconds. Uh, this was this was cause this was moved up to the pre-show match, as C- Cesaro and Nakamura, uh, of course, uh, successfully defended the SmackDown tag titles, of course, over Kalisto and Lince Dorado of Lucha, of Lucha House Party. Uh, John, Justin, what were y'all's takes on this match? John says he believes that we're seeing the end of the Lucha House Party. The Lucha House Party may be no more. And John believes that there's going to be a breakup possibly this Friday. Either one turns heel or two of them turn heel. But, of course, who will be next in line to challenge Cesaro and Nakamura with the belts? That's an excellent question, John. We hope to, of course, find that out here soon. Justin, what was your take on the SmackDown tag title match from this past Sunday? And Justin also feels that should, that, the Lucha, that there probably will be a heel turn within the Lucha House Party, and they're saying it's probably not going to. They're, they're probably going to be no more, of course, after that. So, uh, but as John says, as JD has been saying for weeks and months on end, the tag team division has been stale, and John's hoping in the draft that they sign a tag team on the SmackDown roster that could possibly face Cesaro and Nakamura for the, tag, the SmackDown tag titles. And, John, I definitely agree. We, I hope that something pops up with that big time. Uh, the next one here we'll talk about here in 26 minutes and 35 seconds, which was the longest match of the whole night. Uh, we saw Sami Zayn, surprisingly enough, get by Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles in the, in the triple threat ladder match to become the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Uh, John, Justin, your thoughts on this match? And, of course, John is saying right now Cesaro and Nakamura have been controlling the tag team division on SmackDown. And, John, I would agree with that as well. John said this, the Intercontinental title match was the match of the night. But Sammy, of course, used some underhanded tactics by handcuffing not only AJ Styles, but Jeff, but also uh, Jeff Jeff Hardy's earlobe. That's the second time somebody targeted Jeff's earlobe. Of course, obviously it was Randy Orton back in 2018 in Hell in a Cell, but he, of course, didn't need a ladder to win that match. Of course, no one ever heard of anybody handcuffing you uh, handcuffing handcuffing you by the earlobe. That's kind of a new thing here because apparently I guess they were trying, they're always trying something new, I guess. So. And, of course, Justin is saying that it was also a good match. So, okay. Of course, here, our next match here, guys, we'll talk about here. Now, this one right here, of course, as you know, uh, gentlemen, it was originally supposed to be Bailey defending the SmackDown. Uh, Oh, you're saying that the Lucha House Party match was good, uh, Justin. Okay. But John, but Justin said he didn't really like the IC title match. Okay, Justin. Thank you very much there, sir. Um, anyway, get back to the SmackDown Women's title match. It was supposed to have been, of course, Asuka versus Nikki Cross. But, of course, WWE stepped up here this past Sunday and said something that due to medical reasons, which we have no idea if, in fact, it was due to an injury or if it was something to do, if it was something pandemic-related, but either way, Nikki Cross was not able to defend the belt. Yet, Bay- yet Bailey uh, was still going to be defending the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, of course, they had her issue. They had her issue an open challenge, and of course, the person that actually accepted it was Raw Women's Champion Asuka. And of course, in three minutes and forty-five seconds, as this match went up. Very very quickly, as Oscar defeated Bailey, but by, by DQ. So uh, yes, <clears throat> so so Bailey as of right now still holds on to the SmackDown Women's title. Apparently, also Sasha Banks did return this past Sunday, so it may have, of course, obviously it had did have something to do with Sasha Banks also returning as well, and they could be setting that up for something coming up here very soon between Bailey and Sasha, obviously this with the Smackdown women's belt of course up for grabs here in that. Uh, John and Justin, your thoughts about Oscar uh, defeating Bailey by DQ in this impromptu Smackdown women's title match. Uh, John did say about the last match he said he's heard of handcuffing people behind their back and their legs. He said he never heard about it, handcuffing him by the ear. And John, like I said, that's a new thing, I guess. And, of course, um, John did say he hopes that when Nikki Cross does come back, she will get her match that she was owed against Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. Even if Bailey and Sasha beat the heck out of each other a Hell in a Cell, But he was surprised that Asuka was the surprise challenger. And Sasha coming back also to get her revenge. So as you know, of course, after you remember on SmackDown not too long ago, of course, after Bailey and Sasha failed to, of course, uh, uh, regain the women's tag belts from Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. What happened after that was Bailey going completely out of her mind and pretty much beating the crap out of Sasha. And of course, John says in her whipping Bailey like a government mule with that kendo stick, of course, as Hall of Famer Jim Ross would say. John, I couldn't put it better myself, but could not put it better myself. Uh, Justin, your thoughts here about this impromptu, um, this impromptu, of course, uh, SmackDown women's title match. They saw Oscar, of course, accept the challenge, and of course, Sasha Banks coming back into. to. Uh, uh, get a little payback on Bailey. What your, your take about that situation? Justin says Sasha Sasha coming back was absolutely epic. Justin, I couldn't have put it better myself. I definitely could not put it better myself. Indeed, yes, sir. Absolutely. And the last one here, we got to talk about this in 22 minutes and 55 seconds here. We saw Roman Reigns uh, uh, successfully retain the universal title over Jey Uso, but by forfeit. Um, um, so, uh, we did not hear, uh of course, obviously, um, I did not hear as to why, of course, that match ended up, uh, I I had no idea, I, I had no idea, of course, what was the, what was the, uh, um, um, I did not hear as to, of course, obviously what happened. Um, okay, well, according to Wikipedia, the main event, of course, uh, um. Roman Reigns, accompanied by Paul Heyman, defended the universal title against his cousin Jay Uso. Reigns dominated Jay, after which he implored Jay to address him as the tribal chief and the head of the family. Jay refused and eventually made a comeback. However, during a penitent, attempt, Reigns performed a low blow on Jay as he kicked out of the pen. Reigns then continued to assert his dominance on Jay, who refused to give in to Reigns' demands. Jay's injured brother Jimmy Uso then came out ready to throw in the towel. However, Jay pleaded with him not to do so. In the closing moments, Reigns viciously beat down the practically unconscious Jay with a fury of blows, forcing Jimmy to throw in the towel. Thus, Reigns retained the title by a technical knockout. Following the match, Jimmy tended to Jay reluctantly, told Reigns that he was the chief. Heyman then adored Reigns with a garland as Reigns celebrated his victory. Now, I don't know if that means, I don't know, I don't know if that means that Jimmy was speaking for his brother um, or not, but... Obviously, I don't know if he was saying that for himself. Of course, I guess just to give Jay Uso, like I said, uh, just just to get Roman Reigns to stop beating beating down on Jay or what. I'm not sure what the story was with that about that, but I'm sure on I'm sure on uh, on Friday on SmackDown we'll definitely of course find that out. And of course, John says a brutal match with Roman beating the hell out. Jay reminded him of Rocky IV, 1985, with of course, uh, of course, Jimmy throwing in the towel, does this lead to Roman versus the Usos inside hell in a cell for the Universal title? Um, of course, obviously, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, Justin, your thoughts about the outcome of the Universal title match that took place on Sunday? And Justin pretty much says he has nothing to say about that. And Justin, I really don't blame you for that there either. Uh, let's get, like I said here, I know I'm sure JD did go over all this on raw radio on Monday, but John, Justin, let me, let me overall, let me get both of y'all's personal thoughts overall about the clash of champions pay-per-view this past Sunday. Just overall your personal thoughts here. Uh, Uh, John pretty much said he gave it a good 6 out of 10 right there. Um, Justin, your personal thoughts about this? Um, Overall, about the overall Clash of Champions event. And Justin said, of course, about a 50-50. Okay. Okay, gentlemen. I All really right. Thank you very much for giving that just that thought here. Uh, your thoughts here about the Clash of Champions from both from for both Raw and SmackDown last night and tonight. We do appreciate that. And before we move on, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have someone else now. Kind of get ready to pop on the line here. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring him on in here right now. Uh, of course, he is a three-time WCW U.S. Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, of course, right here on talkshoe.com. <clears throat> and of course, a multiple title holder in our trivia championship series. And of course, and of, and of course, the man who, of course, the reason why he hadn't been on here, hasn't come on yet was because he was too busy trying on about he had on all but one of those 27 dresses that he keeps accusing me of putting on. I don't know why. Uh, but of course, like I said, that's just a, that's just the worst picture I could possibly come up with. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him on here to 892 of revolution. We know him of course as JD, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, his real name is the Iceman. Of course, one of the only, uh, Jared D. JD, of course, welcome to 892 of revolution. And, J.D., for once in your life, please take off them stupid dresses, man. I'm getting sick and tired of seeing you for the amount of time you come in here.
0: That's okay. No problem, however. I'll be sure to do that, and also be wearing pants, too, at the same time.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, First JD, off, I have
0: got to congratulate your boys on a well-fought game today. And, I mean, a well-fought game. It was a hell of a game in 13 innings, one nothing. They beat the Reds. They can take the second game tomorrow. It was a good pitching matchup, however. I Ooh. mean... You had 21 strikeouts, however, literally by the uh, today, which was amazing. And they only walked twice, however. I mean, did the uh, Reds pitch, and the Braves struck out 21 times. The Reds struck out 16, but they walked three times. The Reds walked 22 times, but in the end, the Reds, however, are now up one nothing. Uh, Braves are up one nothing. however, mind you. Game two will be tomorrow, and if need be, game three will be on Friday.
2: Okay, uh, Okay. Uh, now, uh, J.D., if I may, we just also just talked about, of course, uh, the official results, some of the results here for both NXT and AEW, of course, leading in, especially with NXT saying coming up here this Saturday. Um, we did talk about the official results about that. We'll talk about our thoughts and opinions about the shows tomorrow night on Wolfpack. But we also just talked about the other the, the other four matches and I'm just going to just pretty much just go just like it in this manner here, and you can just give your thoughts about all of them at one time. So just let me just let me just go ahead and repeat them all here. Uh, of course, Sami Zayn winning the IC title. Of course, Roman Reigns uh, retaining the Universal title. Uh, of course, obviously, Oscar defeating Bailey by by disqualification in a SmackDown uh, Women's title match. And of course, obviously, Cesaro and Nakamura defeating the Lucha House Party to retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, first off, let, let me get your thoughts on those four matches, of course, representing SmackDown. And number two, your overall thoughts about the show itself on Sunday.
0: Okay. Well, first off, we also like to wish happy 89th birthday to living legend Angie Dickinson, who is celebrating the birthday today, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Also, uh, we would like to express our heartfelt condolences the former country western singer and fellow actor, Mac Davis, who passed away this morning. However, Mac, of course, was famous for his role as Seth Maxwell in the football drama, uh, comedy drama of 1979 with Nolte North Dallas 40, uh, of course, and also played in this thing too as Jake Hooker, the son of Robert Redford's character, Jack Hooker. also. <laughs> um johnny hooker also helen reddy of course known for her song i am woman hear me war of course and also in the movie pete's dragon passing away late last night i believe in her mid-70s our thoughts and prayers are with her friends and family as well as mr mac davis tonight as we lost these two very special people.
2: Yes, I posted a story about the Mac Davis one on uh, Entertainment Cavalcade earlier. I read about that. Yeah, that was kind of uh, that was that was very sad indeed. So yes, thank you very much. Now let's go ahead. Let's get let's get your thoughts about everything. Okay, concerning. now
0: I will say I will say this. How okay, now let's talk about the ladder match. Great match. I really enjoyed it however I really really did however there some crazy spots galore I mean Jeff Hardy at his age in his mid, early mid forties 41 42 43 continues to just show uh... no caution to win and he just continues to put his body at times through hell and I mean hell AJ Styles did pretty good too here as much as I hate the Seth Rogen wannabe guy who looks like a homeless vagrant bum who didn't shave and not gonna cut his hair however and looks like a homeless bum however Sammy sneaky shitheads, uh, naked in the grass, Sammy's saying stole, stole the IC title in both belts, if you ask me. It was a damn good match. I just did not like the ending. Oscar and Bailey. I was a little surprised here because I thought it would have been someone like Tamina. I think Vince has already given up on Lacey Evans, however. I know Naomi's out with, with apparently, she had surgery recently. Justin, I talked about that. I don't know how long she's going to be out of action. And speaking of uh, surgery, we'd like to wish Tegan Knox a very speedy recovery. Apparently, she tore her ACL yet again for the third time. And apparently, now she will have surgery sometime, I believe, before the end of this week or early next week. So, our thoughts in person with her. Apparently, she got injured last week. Um, but yeah, Oscar taking on Bailey surprised me. They could have done someone else here, but apparently. Uh, it was too short. You knew it was going to be short, but it was really clunky and hokey, and I thought that was one of the worst matches of the night, if not one of the worst pay per view matches of the year. Next, we had, uh, like I said, uh, as I said last night, involving Bobby Lashley, and uh, like I said, the whole thing with uh, Paul Cruz. I talked about that last night briefly. I will say this. I'm tired of seeing the Hurt Business getting involved with Ricochet, Apollo, and now Mustafa Ali. And, of course, we know we got Cedric the Clown, or should I say the sea sucker Alexander, who has his mouth all over MVPs, you know what, member uh, money belt, if you will, let's just say, among his boyfriends, bitch boy Bobby Lashley, and, bodygu- mm-hmm. of course, his other bodyguard, Bully Shelton Benjamin, formerly of the World's Greatest Tag Team. It wasn't a bad match, but again, how many times do we have to see the same thing over and over again with the Hurt Business versus Ricochet-Cruz and his friends? You know, it just continues to go on and on and on, it's been going on for quite a while. However, I think for the last couple of months, if not a little, maybe last two and a half months, maybe two and three quarters of a month to about three months. So, it's time to freshen up this feud, or at least do something else with that. Um, as far as the other matches go, Roman and Jey Uso was in a bad match. Uh, again, I hated the ending of this one too. I really did, but I think Roman is starting to show more and more of his anger side now. The question is, will this come out? To be showing on Monday, Friday night against stupid Uso. There's already been talk of, Sorry, I got the hiccups there. But there's already been talk that Roman could be facing at some point. Maybe we understand The Rock at WrestleMania 37. There's already been discussion about that. We could have that happen. However, it could be. Uh, setting up for that, how at some point, we'll have to wait and see what happens, obviously, down the road, but time will only tell if they do decide to go with that match coming up next year at Wrestlemania. Uh, it wasn't too bad, it was probably actually the third best match, of the night, right behind the Drew-Randy match, obviously, however, which we talked about last night. Um, the other matches, however, like I said, however... The tag team match involving Shin and Cesaro, however, versus the Lucha House Party. I'm not surprised they bumped this to the pre show. Shin and Cesaro, as much as I am not a fan of Shin's little, uh, I mean, he thinks he's all that and then somehow, but you know what, Cesaro is the man who is carrying this team right now. But again, Cesaro, I mean, is lucky right now he's got a partner in Shin. Because if Shin did not team up with Cesaro, oh. Cesaro didn't team up with Shin, who knows what they would be doing. With Cesaro right now, because they've been hot up and down, left and right, side to side, hot and cold at times with Cesaro, as we've seen ever since uh, the whole thing happened with uh, Sheamus. Um, as far as the Lucha House Party goes, we don't know what's going to happen. If these guys are going to split. They've been at each other's throats for the last two or three weeks, however, with Kalisto, Manton Leek and Dorado. I don't know if this is going to continue, obviously, going into Friday night, I would imagine so. We've been seeing them really jaw jacking with each other and just really upping each other's business as of late. Like <coughs> Excuse me. But we'll have to wait and see what happens Friday. Overall, I'm not surprised this was opening up the show, however, if you ask me. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Now, um uh, what other matches
2: what other match did I forget any other matches? Uh no, I think you I know I think you pretty much met, mentioned you pretty much mentioned them all here. Um by the way, you mentioned sort of you mentioned of course about what about Tegan Knox. Let me let me let me reiterate something here. I actually was reading the results on here just a moment ago. And you ain't gonna believe the overall BS excuse that Candice LeRae gave for attacking Tegan Knox when she was preparing to go out for a match.
0: Oh, I heard something about it tonight on NXT. Johnny said something about the TV issue, but go on. I want to hear this.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it was because it, that they said Tegan Knox messed up their TV.
0: Okay. Let me tell the poison-haired little <laughs> that pixie. The thing I ever heard. Man. Can,
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead,
0: please. Yeah, let me yeah. let me tell you how I really feel about Candice LeRae. Okay, first off, Candice LeRae, you think you're all that because you got an opportunity handed to you, handed to you by of all people, however, the higher ups at NXT, like Triple H and the the the, uh, the the coaching staff that worked with you, however, in NXT or you've worked with in NXT. Well, guess what, however. They don't call Eos the Genius of the Sky for nothing. Guess what? How you better be on your A game because Eos is going to show her brains and intelligence by flying through the sky, how and crashing down on you, and basically stabbing you, no pun intended, However, with a lethal dose of poison, Howard, when she absolutely beats your sorry little ass on Sunday. Believe you me. And speaking of which, how I will say this, and I am really looking forward to this, and I'm going to talk about AEW here in a minute, Hauer, all right before we get into the AEW. The only thing I will say about AEW tonight, however, and I will give my thoughts about uh, both shows on Friday when I do my predictions, by the way, for Takeover 31, I will say we do not think we we're going to see this so quickly, but... I am so ready for next week because next week, folks, and I'm sure everyone has heard the news by now, we're gonna see the American Nightmare, Mr. Brody Lee in a dog collar match. You That's thought true. Piper and Valentine was bad in Starcade eighty three in Greensboro. Ho ho ho, TNT is gonna up the ante. I talked to Danny earlier just before I came on. I'm telling you what, even though they did not put on a decent effort tonight, you better make this, Tony Khan. I hope you're listening. To uh, the, the AW public out there, like me and like every fan out there, you have got to make this your main event next Wednesday night. There's no two ways about it, and I am ready to see Cody this time. I mean, are we going to see what we saw back in 83 with Piper and Valentine? We very well could. This is going to be very physical. This is going to be bloody, and this is going to be damn, damn good. I'm telling you right now. Get ready. We're going to see some excitement.
2: And also of course it was announced that an eight man tournament is gonna to be prepped uh, for the A for a shot at the AEW World Title it's supposed to be taking place at full gear in November.
0: Yeah. Three, three of the three. eight have already been listed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy and Ray Fenex. Good 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 way to start that
1: off.
0: You got three you got three good guys right there. FedEx, we know of the Lucha Bros and Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade, I think, however, is Definitely and continues to wow me every time. I mean, I am a fan of the Lucha boys I love those guys. Those guys just put a smile on my face every time I watch and they really know when to fly and you got Kingston the Trash-Talking Eddie Kingston how are backing it up power with his boys, Butcher and Blade. Eddie Kingston I think right now has just been a godsend to AEW and it's been just a, just exciting to watch bringing his uh, click group into AEW as far as Kenny Omega goes, we know about his history in the past, how from his days in Japan to the Indies and other places throughout the world. And, of course, you talked about, uh, who was the third guy you mentioned? Uh, I
2: said, um, I, I know, Jungle I, Boy. I said.
0: Jungle Boy. I mentioned Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy is another guy who has been uh, very impressive and was considered right now, I think. He's been one of the big... Uh, surprise of 2020 has done very well when he's not teamed with Marco and he's not with Lucha, he's He's held his own in singles competition too. So right now it's still early to say who the early favorite is. But if my money's on somebody right now, it depends on who the remaining five are. I'm sure Hangman Page will be one of the remaining five, hopefully. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm a betting man right now, there's one or two people I'm looking at maybe to come out with this title. Omega's one, I'm thinking, and number two, I would not be surprised depending on who the R5 are, are, I'm going to say right now, it could be either Omega or it could be Jungle Boy. I'm telling you right now, he's 23. This, this would be such a solid coup for him right off the get-go. And he would he would shock the world. He would surprise everyone. So I'm saying Omega or possibly maybe Jungle Boy could be one of the two next AEW champions. see. Well, but right now, you got three of eight names that are already looking pretty good in that tournament already.
2: Uh, Justin did also point out, of course, I did mention that today is the 42nd birthday of Candace Michelle, but he also mentions a couple others. As, a
0: couple yeah, others I'll be as your well. daddy. I'll show you how to go, play me, just call me. You got my number.
2: Ah, today, is the my daddy daddy is. Birthday. today is also the 83rd birthday of Croatian wrestler Pete Kovac, who wrestled in the NWA back in the 60s. Uh, and also I did also did I did not know today is the twenty seventh birthday of Cameron Grimes, who I found out earlier tonight The Duck Dynasty his, man. He actually was defeated by Rich Holland in his in Cameron Grimes own challenge. So yeah, and I, I, I think
0: today's the fortieth birthday of Martina Hingis, the tennis superstar. And tomorrow will be the birthday of, as we celebrate October, of uh, Mark McGuire, Jeff Reardon, Rod Carew. Friday, we will be celebrating the birthday of Steve Sable, former NFL film's legendary great. Saturday, we'll be celebrating the birthday of Dennis Eckersley, Freddie Couples, and Dave Winfield. Sunday, Tony La Russa, however, will be celebrating the birthday. But yesterday, we celebrated the birthday of Kevin Durant, believe it or not, and Megatron Calvin Johnson. So, happy birthday to them.
2: And also, of course, Adam Patman Jones' birthday is today. He turns 37.
0: Yeah, you talk about a guy who's always been full of controversy. Mr. Pac-Man knows what it takes, believe you me.
2: Yeah, and also, Jenny, while, you ha- while you're on, i wanna like for you and John and Justin to hear here as I'm getting ready to now divulge the official results of the, of course, as you know, we did have seven new belts for our group OVWUS Vendetta in the Valley. Uh, today was the last day to do this, and I'm going to now officially announce all this. And the the really they did not change that much over the last few days. However, of course, I can and I can announce a, some official. I can announce the official results here. As for the OVWS Television Championship, with a score with with uh, three votes to two, three votes to two. And the next time you talk to this man, JD, you can let him know about this. Your winner and the new OVWS Television Champion. Danny from Oak Park. He actually pulled the win off in that. Three votes two over John. Who did
0: he barely beat by a vote?
2: He beat John by one vote.
0: Ooh. Close match, John. I know you want a piece of him, I'm sure, but I will mention it to him.
2: The OBWS radio championship action. This one never moved. Believe it or not, there is a still a tie, so we're probably going to have to redo this one. Between Eddie Garza and Anthony Chobot, because they only they both only received one vote each, so we'll have to redo that one. Also, the OBWS Women's Championship, uh, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach never got any votes in this. However, it was t- still tied at one vote each between the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and also Jody Valentine. So we will definitely have to redo that one between Michelle and Jody to see who picks up this belt. Uh. The OVWS Saturday Night Special Championship, this one never changed as well. Justin, unfortunately, my man, you never received any votes for this. So your winner and the new OVWS Saturday Night Special Champion is Antonio Gutierrez. So, so and congratulations. And I know,
0: Justin, if you're listening, you're going to be changing Antonio. Antonio, if you're listening, you better watch out. Justin's coming for you, buddy.
2: Absolutely. The OVWS Brutality Championship. Uh, by a score of two votes to one, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, is your new OBWS
0: Brutality Champion.
2: So Who two votes ended
0: up being by a vote. Who's who's the uh, one that came close to beating He
2: beat he beat, uh, he beat uh, the Cowboy Clinton
0: James Smith two votes to one. Well done, Mitt. Well done, my friend.
2: Now, JD, this is why I wanted you to listen because this one involves you. As a matter of fact, we had five guys compete for the OVW U.S. Valley Championship. Uh, Samuel McAllister, Captain Dave Spieler, and Kevin O'Sullivan never received any votes at all for this. But apparently, J.D., it looks like you're going to have to have a runoff against somebody else, and that person is Russell McDaniel because both of y'all only received one vote each. So both of y'all tied as if we're going to have to redo that one. Captain
0: D, if you're listening, my friend, cast your vote towards me, please. I'm begging you. Anyone in <laughs> that five.
1: Sorry, I'm,
0: I'm throwing out my candidacy to, to the guys that you've uh, challenged me. But, guys, if you're looking to uh, cast a swing vote, however, throw it my way, please. I'm begging you, please.
2: <laughs> and, of course, this last one here involved every single member of the OBW page. And, of course, I urge everyone. Who is not a member of this page to join it so that way you can be in on this here as well. We have one more here, and that was of course the OBW US Southern Tag Team Championship belts. Uh, unfortunately, only one person received a vote in all of this. And we said like the two the two highest is supposed to be received, and we only got one person, we only got one person that received a vote at all. So automatically this person is already locked in as one half. Of the Southern Tag Team Champions, and that is Miss Jody Valentine. So, what we're going to have to do is that, with the exception of Jody, we're going to put everybody else back up once again. And like I said, and like I said, everyone, like I said. Okay, I'm talking
0: to Danny right now. What do you want me to tell him? Uh,
2: well, first, first off, tell first off, like I said, tell him the belt he earned was the O V O V. This is Ohio Valley Wrestling, JD. So remember those initials. OVW U S is the OVW U S television champion. He, 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 he won, he won the, that's the one where he beat John in the voting. Uh, so yes. So, so he's, so he's, he's the holder of that championship. Now that's his belt now. So yes. Um, but like I said, we will of course, like I said, find a new tactic, find a tag team partner for Jody. And like I said, we will, of course, continue using the same poll that we have right now for this, uh, for, for all of them here, as a matter of fact, um, that uh, that, who, that whomever, like I said, um, and we'll take this one, we'll take this particular poll up until Friday. He, if said, anybody- oh, nice.
0: I'll t- he told me to tell John, oh, nice. I'll tell him, John, he'll thank you later on after he eats. So uh, he wants to thank you personally.
2: Okay, alright, and John did have uh, John I think went has already left us here for the night here so Yeah he's got a show. Okay, he's got a show there as well. Uh but of course here but of course here folks we're gonna use the same polls here and I'm gonna keep the existing polls up until this Friday and if we can get any other votes in here of course here ladies and gentlemen and anybody else who is not a member of this page please join us Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OVWUS Valley Vendetta, if you you wish to join this. And like I said, you can also be counted in and, of course, receive, like I said, and help vote for this as well. Like I said, whoever, like I said, can break some of these ties that we do do have in this, of course. Um, I mean, we were able to award some of these belts tonight, but some of them, of course, obviously we still have some ties here as well. Uh, and, of course, one of them, of course, JD, will involve you. So hopefully, like I said, that uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, of course, like I said, put that, uh, we'll definitely, of course, uh, help, try to help get you some votes in as well. But like I said here, definitely keep keep those, keep those open up here. Check those out here. and of course, we'll make, we'll make the adjustments for those, of course, for these polls here, of course, coming up here a little bit here in a little, in a little while. I will also tell you on the Revolution Radio Facebook page some of the stuff that we have currently right now. Speaking of Danny, some of the matches that we had that Danny scheduled to compete in. Of course, he hasn't been able to be on the show here for a little while. I will, of course, give you some updates on some of the polls that we have posted here. Of course, concerning some of the matches that he's either the champion or the challenger in right now. Let me go ahead and give you that here. First off, I will go ahead and tell you the Clash of Champions opinion poll that I posted here. Uh, that I did post here, of course, um, here um, not too long ago. The U.S. title, uh, according to three people, was they they considered this one the best matchup from this past Sunday. Paula by two people saying that the IC title match was the best match from this past Sunday. So this one right here you can continue to vote on, of course, at, at any time here that you wish. Uh, <clears> the <throat> as for the, the, the belts that, uh, of course, Danny is defending or going after here, let me go ahead and give you these officials. This right here will be up on Friday. So you got until Friday to do some voting on all this. The FMW US World Heavyweight Championship, the current champion Mitt Patel is leading Danny in this one two votes to nothing. So so hopefully like so <clears throat> there, there, there you have for that. The WWUS Maple Leaf Championship, Danny defending against Fonzie. Fonzie, believe it or not, has one vote right now. Danny does not have one at all. Uh, um, the Lucha US Gift of the Gods Championship, Danny defending against Michelle. Michelle is leading with leading that right now, two votes to nothing. The NJPW US uh, Intercontinental Title, Michelle is defending against Danny. Uh, Michelle is leading Danny in that one also two votes to nothing. The WCW US World One Championship, uh, Danny defending against Deleuze Cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas. Both are tied right now at one vote each. And the WCW US Man Heavy Metalweight Championship. Uh, and, J.D., you'll be one of the first to hear this, uh, if you're still on here with me here. I'm uh okay. Believe it or not, Danny Danny of course set to defend that vote against John. John may have a little bit of payback from what I just mentioned about the OVW-US TV title, because John is currently leading that poll over Danny two votes to nothing right now. Hmm. So, so that one that one will be up on Friday. So like I said you have until Friday to of course cast your votes here. Like I said, for, like I so said, all these matches that, of course, that involve our own Danny Hamoa Park. He's either defending these belts or he's going after these belts. But, of course, he hadn't been on for, for quite some time. So, we've we've been doing his matches in this sense until he's able to come back on here and do some...
0: Danny says, some- Danny's been telling me he's been... I mean, with everything that's happening in California and other things, not just with what's been happening out there, with all the craziness and the things, like I said. Like I said, how, like I said a lot's been happening, I mean...
2: Okay, let's understand I mean, uh, of we understand they have but that's one reason why, but of course, like I said we hope, of course, to hear from him hear from him, of course here very, very soon, and we hope, like I said that uh, we he gets an opportunity to come back home, we'd like to hear from him again here very, very soon and of course, our thoughts and well wishes are definitely with uh, Danny from Oak Park here, of course, like as we sent, of course, with all everything all the wild stuff going on in, Cal- in California, especially with the Deal with the pandemic, of course. Obviously, with the wildfires going on out there and everything. Yeah, I
0: can. I mean, you see how bad it is out in Napa. I mean, it's it's scary. It really is.
2: So, absolutely. So, we like I said, we want we we like I said, like I said, send our thoughts and prayers, of course, to of course, Danny and his family, and I hope like I said, we we, we want to, of course. Uh, we also we all want want him to know that like I said, we're thinking about all we're thinking about him, of course, out here, of course, in all of our in all of our from all of our locations out, out here, out east, of course, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Canada, uh, everywhere. And of course, out here, we're sending, our, we're sending our thoughts and prayers our way to Danny from Oak Park and all that. And, like I said, whenever he's ready to receive, of course, uh, any, if he's still go, is still going to uh, be able to hold on to these, some of these championship belts or, of course, like I said, whatever belts he does end up picking up, we will hold them for him. Whenever the time's right, then we will hand them to him. Whenever he is ready to come back here, on here with us. Now, <clears throat> let me go ahead and point out a little something here. My, um, now I've been reading a little bit here about the situation here. Obviously, here about the, um, um, about the um, takeover about the takeover 31 uh, show, of course, coming up here uh of course everybody's asking me uh what 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 do you what what do you plan on uh um what, what do you plan on doing of course as far as as far as your prediction title challenge for of course this this coming uh, i believe it's this coming saturday is just when this show is i believe sunday uh yeah oh it's sunday it is sunday okay it's sunday Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. I, okay. That's right. It, that's right. And it, it, it is the fourth. Minute. Yes, that's, that's correct. Okay. Well, we do have five match- matches lined up here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the North American title, uh, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae for the women's title, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT title, of course, Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream, and Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. And they're still calling this the interim NXT title. Weight title. Um, I'm surprised we're usually still using the term interim after all this time, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there with that. Then that we that we do, that we don't know. Uh, but anyway, what are you going to do about this? Well, obviously, we will do, of course, predictions. And what I have, what I've been, of course, been. Um, What, of course, I've also been thinking about here is, um, is obviously, of course, uh, do like something we did back in June with the NXT in your house prediction title challenge. And that is possibly, um, is possibly like set up some matches. Uh, So what I set up some, of course, future trivia championship matchups here. And we still have some matches here to go. Here, of course, some of them will be end up being decided here, of course, very, very soon. Um, <clears throat> so I will keep everybody informed as to what I will be doing with that. Here, as I look through my list of belts, of course, going through from uh, um, um, update my list, of course, on WWS Universe. I'll let everybody know about that. Uh, also, speaking of speaking of belts. We did also talk about here, of course, as you know, first and second place uh, for the prediction title challenge from this past Sunday. Uh, Everybody's wondering, how's everybody doing and all that? Well, I have the answers right here. As far as the WWUS Attitude Era Championship poll, which is the main belt for the winner of the Clash of Champions prediction title challenge, of course, four people, of course, were tied with, tied with, um, I believe it was, uh, let me see how many it was. It was eight votes. Yes, that, that, that's correct. Uh, and that was, of course, Justin Carter, Shaquille Colsipas, Antonio Gutierrez, and Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. I can give an update about this. Mr. Hulkamania has not received any votes here yet for this. But I can tell you that Shaq and Antonio are tied with two votes each. And Justin Carter is currently leading this with four votes. So he may come out here winning this thing. Um, so like I said, there's still time to vote on this. This is on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. You Got to scroll down a little bit to try to find it. But the poll is on there as well. And as far as the Clash Championship poll, uh, <laughs> he said poll. Uh, <laughs> um, and I hope I pronounced this girl's name correctly. I keep I keep screwing it up here. Alea Alea Peters. I hope I, I'll I pronounce that name Aaliyah correctly? Peters, yeah. Yes. Uh, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, also the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, are four of the seven folks that that actually got in, was in second place. They have not received any votes for this at all. The of Club's Mint Patel has received one vote. The human suplex machine, John Gross, has two votes. And you, JD, are currently leading this one with three votes for the second place belt, which is the WCW Flash Championship. Now, this I, have, I will give the official results on Friday so that you'll be able to hear about this. Of course, unless anybody else, anybody else does not... Uh, vote on anything else, of course, here by Friday. Uh, More than likely, JD, if if no one gets ahead of you, then more than likely you may have this belt in the bag. And Justin Carter may have the Attitude Era title belt in the bag. And then I will start awarding belts to everybody else, of course, from the Clash as well to make it fair here, folks. Uh, Because I also need to, of course, award to the Three folks who actually came in third and fourth. I mean, yeah, third and fourth place. I haven't done that yet, but I will, of course, be doing that here as well. But I'll keep everybody apprised of, uh, I will keep everybody, of course, apprised of, of, of all this as well. And one more I will mention that, of course, that will be taking place here on Friday. And before I will shut up, I know maybe JD might want to say a couple of other little things. I'm going to let him talk here for a little bit for just a moment, anyhow. Uh, coming up on Friday, that's going to end as well is the match for three of our empty arena championship belts, and as the WWF US, the NWA US, and ROH US empty arena championship belts, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach is leading Anthony Chobot right now four to three. So if no one votes votes anymore um, by Friday, more likely Anne may have all three of these belts in the bag. for her so I just wanted to give that quick heads up and all that and all that actually we'll, we'll, we'll have a whole lot of uh, uh, we'll give we'll, we'll give a whole lot of official results here as far as the remaining uh, um, US belts coming up here of course on uh, on, on Friday on Revolution as well uh, JD uh, let me see Oh yes, yes, yes. There was something there was something else I wanted you to talk about tonight. Yes, I did. I'm gonna let you do so while I of course step and take a little bit of a breather, but I've been talking here non stop since we started the show. Of course, I'm of course with me being the tribal chief <laughs> the best <laughs> one right. Yeah. But I'm the but I'm the best one. I'm better than Roman right yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well I'm glad you admit that. <laughs>
0: Well, as I said earlier, we're going to let you know about some baseball real quick before we continue. Uh let you know, Houston did defeat Minnesota today 3 to 1. Carlos Correa did hit a home run, however, and as a result made them go to the next round. Also today, as we saw, Miami beat Chicago 5 to 1 surprisingly. The A's of course beat the White Sox 5-3. Tampa did win 8-2. They now will play in the next round, I believe, against Houston. And of course, the winner of the White Sox Oakland series, however, will I believe play the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees right now at the moment, however, are currently in a fight with Cleveland, eight to six in the middle of the sixth inning. And right now, however, mind you, it is three nothing Dodgers in the bottom of the second inning, almost the top of the third. Also earlier today, St. Louis did defeat San Diego seven to four. And the Lakers right now are crushing, and I do mean crushing. Sorry, Justin, I don't know you don't want to hear this or not by 28 so far. Anthony Davis with 28 points tonight, having a big night at the office. The bottom 15, Butler's got 19 to lead the Heat, but right now we're late in the third quarter. The Lakers could be up one nothing in this series, believe it or not, after tonight. We'll keep an eye on this and let you know about this and the Dodger game as well as the game before we go off the air tonight.
2: All right, thank you very much here, J.D. Before I let you talk about what I'm sure I'm bring it here momentarily... Uh, Interesting point in history that John did bring to our attention. This is something I'm sure you probably remember. 30 years ago today, your team, the Pirates, won the National League East title.
0: I remember that. Yeah, it
2: doesn't. I can remember
0: that like it was yesterday. I do recall that. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, I remember that very, very well
2: and in the meantime here ladies and gentlemen I've stepped away for a few moments here on 892 of revolution here I will give you of course of course a uh, rundown of everything going on in the next couple of days here momentarily but I wanted to get I wanted to get because uh, on his personal opinion on this because he was on top of this about the whole night last night on revolution and of course um, and I wanted of course like I said I definitely got to hear what he had to say here. And I'm sure we all know how he's going to feel about this. JD, we would like to get your personal thoughts and opinions here directly about the situation about the infamous very first presidential debate of 2020 between. Former Vice President Joe Biden and the man, of course, with, 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 that also has a toupee forebrain. And that is, of course, our current President Donald Trump. So I will step away for just one second here. I got it. We got to have your thoughts about it. I'd like to have them on the record here. So please go ahead and do so. I will be back momentarily, of course. Uh, we'll end the show a little bit after. If that's okay. But let's get your thoughts in the back because I know that you want to sign up and I'm going to give you some time to do so. So please go ahead. I'll be back momentarily.
0: Okay. Let me just say last night was a very interesting night in Cleveland. Chaotic? Yes. Crazy? Oh, you bet. Believe me. Uh, cringy? Yeah, definitely. Last night, however, the debate was absolutely a circus. A circus. Well, I mean, it was a very, very heated debate last night, no question about it, between Vice President Biden and the man with the tiny hands, however, the infamous toddler, Donald J. Trump. Was Donald Trump wrong on what he said? Oh, yeah, definitely he was wrong. He was definitely wrong on what he said last night. By attacking Biden's sons, Heller, and his family, Heller. Joe Biden wouldn't stoop as low as that, whatsoever. Let me just do something here real quick, guys. Hold on, I'm just trying to get this here. uh, uh hold on a second. Uh, okay. All right, hold on a second. Da 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 da. da. Okay. As I said, okay, here we go. Like I said. What happened last night was absolutely disturbing on so many levels. I mean, let's talk about the real story last night, shall we? I mean, what he said last night, it was, I mean, the debate commission has always said they're going to make some changes, however, after what happened last night. 73 million people watched this last night on 16 networks. 16! We're talking, folks. Networks, and 73 million watched it. Chris Wallace, I almost felt sorry for him last night. I really did. He tried to control the chaos, and he tried to control everything that went with it. Did it work? Not really. Not really. Like I said, I mean, what happened last night was absolutely cringy beyond words what Joe Biden said will you shut up man I think was well said and especially when Trump time and time and time again however basically he was told however to keep his mouth quiet and not go over the thing at one point however mind you however like I said Trump basically continue to interject and speak over Biden at times, saying, I guess I'm in a debate with you, not him. I'm not surprised, however. Then when Biden said, keep yapping, man, that was even more funny, however. Basically, however, I think a lot of people, however, felt the same way. But like I said, what happened last night, some people say, however, both guys were kind of basically acting childish and petty and arrogant and narcissistic. Maybe so. Maybe so. But let me tell you, who had the last laugh at the end of the night? In fact, however, earlier today, Chris Wallace, however, mind you, however, said in his first interview today, however, this, however, in the New York Times, however, in his first interview after the debate, told the New York Times candidate could still talk of each other and disrupt, quote, their proceedings if their microphones are muted. Like I said, however, this is what he said about the thing. Where is it, however? Last night, okay, here's what he said. CPD said in a statement the following Last night's debate made it clear that additional structures should be added to the format of the remaining debates to ensure a more orderly discussion of issue, the issues. The CBD will be carefully considering the charges that will adopt and announce those measures shortly. Now, Biden today called, however, mind you, Trump's behavior and national embarrassment during a press conference in Ohio today and encouraged the CBD to impose better regulations to handle the issue of the second and third debate. He went on to say the following. Say a question gets asked of Trump. He has no microphone. He has two minutes to answer a question. No one else has a mic. I don't know what the actual rules are going to be literally, but that's what seems to be making sense. According to the Washington Post, Aaron Blake, Biden interrupted 20, 22 times. Twenty-two times during this hour-and-a-half-long debate, hour-and-almost-40-minute debate. Does anyone want to guess how many times Trump interrupted last night? Does anyone want to take a stab at this?
2: If you don't mind me saying so, J.D., I, I actually saw a video of this because I wanted to see the infamous moment that you were bringing up. And I yep. watched a little bit of this. It was like a seven-minute video off of, Fox, off, of, off of the YouTube channel for Fox News. I'm sorry, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off. Uh, no, it's okay.
1: Um,
2: but uh, I must have probably counted about 25 times at least. Well, 20, you'll be surprised. 20,
0: 20. You, you, you're right in the ballpark. By 71 times last night. 71.
2: That, that, that's not surprising, no. Any number no. is
0: not No, not when you said however at times however however Chris like I said, Wallace Howard told the candidates to stop interrupting her and like I said how at one point Biden called Trump a clown and directly told him will you shut up, man, and quit your yapping. You know?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you one we- thing.
0: Biden wasn't afraid to pull punches on this. He was not afraid to pull punches with Donald J. Trump. So say they JD, say. JDT. Jagoff Donald Trump. I should say. And I'm going to call him Jagoff Donald Trump. Because last night however. You basically took it upon yourself. Mr. President. To attack a man's family. When in fact Joe Biden showed common sense. Showed brain. Something you have very little of my friend basically, and basically you decide to attack his son Hunter and his son Bo. Why don't you tell us about your wife, Ivanka? Why don't you tell us about your perfect daughter, Melania? Why don't you tell us about your dingus' sons, Eric and Donnie Jr.? Okay? Why don't you tell us how last night you were afraid to make the biggest, most critical statement in the most arrogant statement of them all. No, I'm not talking about your tax records, although you say how you've paid taxes basically every year. Well, guess what? How much did you pay in your first two years there, Donald? Tell us. Why don't you just tell us right now, how much did you pay? Oh, that's right. You paid only $750. Tip bunny, if you ask me. Tip with a P, not with a T. A P as in pissant, because that's what you are. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not all, you decide, however, to talk about the biggest problem that is facing our country right now amidst the pandemic, mind you, which you continue to proclaim it's fake and we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year and that people, however, will say that this was nothing, However, Nothing, huh? Hmm, what is the death toll now? Can somebody please inform me what that is? Anyone? It's oh, the
2: United States. Good. The bulk of
0: it now. Yeah. yeah, in the U.S. alone. But what is it, correctly, in the United States as of today? Can somebody please tell me what that is? Not just not worldwide, but I'm talking in the U.S. in general. What is it as of today? Can someone tell me?
2: LS, I was I heard it was over two hundred thousand. Right?
0: Yeah, two hundred five thousand. And before this year's huh. out, possibly we could be looking at more. And what do you say to that, Mr. President? You're laughing about it. You're playing on your golf courses. You're playing, basically, Russian roulette with the world, and you don't give one iota shit damn about anyone but your narcissistic, egomaniacal self. And yet, next week, we're going to have your buddy, Mr. Pence, go up against Kamala Harris. Now, I'm sure Mr. Pence, unlike you you ungrateful, heartless, soulless jackass, will show compassion to Kamala. Although at times I have not been agreeable to Mr. Pence in the past, and I will continue not to be agreeable to Mr. Pence, I am sure at least he will show some morals and decency, something you had very little of last night, my friend. And again, it goes back to the comment you made about one thing. One of the things that you made very personal last night when you made the comments about a militia and when you told everyone to stand down first off who in the hell who in the blue hell gave you that right to say that comment did anyone tell you from your own family Did anyone tell you from your own office to make that comment? I'm sure neither one of them did. And if they did, shame on them. But here's where I'm going to finish up with my comments on this. One person said that you had an off night somewhat, but also a winnable night. Well, I wouldn't say winnable. You had a fairly decent night. You know who that was? Can anyone guess? who that person really was, and it wasn't a member of his family, and it wasn't anyone of the Trump team, although this guy has been known to be a somewhat, in the past, a good friend of the president's. Can anyone guess who that was?
1: Hmm. Take a guess. Hmm.
2: Enlighten us, please.
0: It was none other than New Jersey former governor, ass-clown clown, Clown, Chris Christie, who decided to back the president and had some choice words to say about Mr. Biden. But here is the clincher, okay? And you're going to love this. This is very good stuff, by the way. Such good shit, as they say. Okay, Mm -hmm. here we go. This is as of within the last... Uh, Like I said, however, this is what he said within the last 40 minutes. Here's some of the tweets he said. I want to defend and preserve our nation's historic values. Our opponents stand with rioters. I stand with the heroes of law enforcement. Biden says Antifa is just an idea. Ideas don't assault cops and burn down buildings. Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization. In just three and a half years, we have secured America's borders, however, rebuilt the awesome power of the U.S. military, obliterated the ISIS, fixed our disastrous trade deals, and brought jobs back home to America and back to Minnesota. This is what he was talking about tonight. This is what he said 45 minutes ago now. Last night, I did what the corrupt media has refused to do. I held Joe Biden accountable for his 47 years of lies, 47 years of betrayal, 47 years of failure. The whole nation saw the truth. Joe Biden is too weak to leave this country could say hmm okay here's some more ten minutes ago a hundred thousand defective ballots in New York they want to replace them but where and what happens to the ballots that were first sent they will be used by somebody us somebody USA and the skim go out and vote uh, let's see some more comments okay uh, Lindsey Graham okay seven hours ago said this this never would have come to pass had President Obama's NRLB Been allowed to shut down Boeing, South South Carolina operations down. And let's see. Okay, here we go. Okay, you're going to love this. Uh, Highest cable TV ratings of all time. Second highest overall TV ratings of all time. Someday these fake media companies are going to miss me very badly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that, Donald. Keep telling yourself that, however. And uh, mm-hmm. let's see here. What else did he say here? I'm just taking a look at some more comments he said today. Uh, thank you, Chuck and Harry. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. This is Charming. After debate. Many more people would have died from the China virus if Sleepy Joe were your president. He didn't want me to close our country to infected China until two months later when he said I was right. Now I like to say they didn't close up fast enough. Just another politician. Yeah. Okay, Donald, why don't you just tell us, however, how many people you've put out of work, okay, in certain places, in the Midwest especially. Why don't you tell us how many times you put the people of Michigan, Ohio, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and all the farmland states out of work, basically. Why don't you tell us in Michigan, especially with the auto workers, and the same with Ohio, why don't you tell us how many people you put out there, okay? While you were having fun in your golf game in mar Largo and basically being with your little puppet puppy, Putin, if you will. Why don't you tell us how many times you wanted to try to start a war with the U.S.? Why don't you tell us how many times you were desperate, however, mind you, of what's going on? Why don't you tell us the lies that you spread How You said, oh, I never was friends with Vladimir Putin. I never was friends with Kim Jong-un. No, of course not. I was just being a good little boy, however. You weren't. No, you weren't. But here's the thing, and I'm going to wrap it up by saying this before I get into too deep. The key is, in five weeks' time, we could be looking at a new leader in this world. really could. Or we could be exposed to, once again, four more years of hell. And if he thinks that this country is going to be back on its feet, however, with his term this time, by building a so-called wall, which he thinks he's still going to get that done. And if he thinks he's going to continue to make everything great again, guess again. Guess again. He's going to continue to make people suffer. That's just my opinion. Maybe you'll agree to it. Maybe people disagree. Again, opinions vary but all I can say is the key word is go out and vote. At the end of the night, however, I will say this, and I'm gonna get going here in a few minutes after I finish this comment out. The key is people, you gotta go out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Do you trust a family man? And a guy who is sincere and means the truth? Or do you wanna believe, believe a clown who's been screwing up this country for the last three years, however, ever since he got in office, and because he got in office the first time, because basically he bribed somebody and kissed the ass of certain people, however, basically, to steal the presidency away when he basically should have been beaten in his own game. Hell, three years ago, we could have had the first woman president. And we almost did. But again, it was certain states, however, that backed this clown. Now, the question is, What states are going to back him this time? Which ones are going to see for the lies and scams that he has pulled in the past? And are they going to trust him again to vote for him again? I can tell you right now, there's eight states, I mean, there's 50 states, but there's eight states, I feel, that are going to be key states to watch for in this election. Four of them are in the Midwest alone. Michigan. Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio. The other states are as follows. California, Texas, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Those are the eight, I feel, that are going to be one states to watch. Because the last time, if everyone remembers, he barely, barely got by and barely won in Ohio he barely won in Pennsylvania. It depends on what part of here you're at and what part of Ohio too. But he stole Florida obviously because Florida is his home. Most notably, southern Florida. And now the question is, is that going to be the case again here in five weeks' time from tonight? Will that be the case in five weeks from now when we see South Florida once again support this ignorant, overbearing, zealous, heartless, soulless, evil jackass. It very well could be. It very well could be. But at the same time, they might turn their back on him. Just might. Might be in the keyword. All I know is this. The ball is now basically been already Played, Howard. The game is already still going on as we speak. There is no final quarter yet. There is no final 15 minutes yet. We're only in midway through the first literally first quarter. And a half, almost first, qu- near, mid- already midway through the first quarter. We won't reach halftime until next week, however, obviously when Harris and Pence speak. And it will be interesting to see how that comes off. I think it will be pretty good. I hope that Pence, again, does not become the evil heartless jackass like his boss is. I think he'll do okay. The real test, obviously, I think will be coming up in two and a half weeks from now, towards the end of middle of October, near late October. But come at the end of October, the first day of November, right before the election, then we're going to see the final almost 15 and a half plus minutes to go. And then we'll see who will be standing at the end of the day. With the game ball in their hand, and at the same time, looking like a fool. So I'm going to wrap it up by saying this. Trump, you better be ready. Because in five weeks' time, my friend, there will be hell coming down upon you. People who will back you? Sure. People who back your sorry ass, however, all I can say is you're a bunch of arrogant, narcissistic, silly fools and twats. But for the people who want a true leader, and Biden said this last night, and I want to quote Joe Biden saying this: "For the smart people out there who want change in America and who believe that we need change, we need it now more than ever. We need peace more than ever. We don't need to continue to see what this year has been like. We've already gone through hell enough this last year, if not quite some time now. We do not want to go through another four years of hell, because if we do," I fear the worst. And I told this to Justin, I told this to everyone else, both on and offline and through text messaging and whatnot, and phone calls as well. If, in fact, we're stuck in this situation even again for another four years, we could be looking at one thing and one thing only. This is scary to even talk about now, but it could very well happen. We could be looking at one thing that is very much this, and this could be a very serious possibility. World War Three. I fear, I fear, not only for myself but for everyone out there. This could very well happen. I hope not. But all I know is, if it does happen, however, the blood is going to be on your hands, now, Mr. President. It's not going to be on the soldiers who gave their lives and served our country. Sure, it might be, and for their families, they're going to either they're going to feel more anger and. Be appalled and upset and downright pissed off as much as I am. And everyone else throughout the world. Some will, some won't. The opinions vary. And uh, overall, takes vary. But this time... You better realize... You don't take responsibility for this her They're going to come down to that White House of yours. Bring you up by your balls. No punting. And your toupee. And hang you... So far deep by your nuts, you'll be wanting to be, you'll be screaming for mercy and begging for mercy. And if you think you're not going to show any mercy how when they do that, Harold, guess it can. Because they're going to absolutely show absolutely no remorse against you. You better realize right now, the clock is running, however. Your time, and my time for the evening is almost up. but your time, sir. It's just about an end. Better be prepared for what might happen to you after you leave the White House if you do leave the White House because if you don't you're gonna be one sorry individual. They'll begin a lot more anger, more than anger. You'll begin everyone wanting to come down to that White House of yours. No disrespect to anyone about this in their history and whatnot. They just might want to burn your home to the ground. Because that mm-hmm. is how this very well could happen. Because you're setting yourself up to be a very situ- serious situation. And if you don't see what it is, however, shame on you. Uh, because guess what? You're the not way, gonna put up with it.
2: Dude. Well, I agree. Uh, one thing I will mention, JD, I just posted that the saw this a moment ago. It's a six. It's only a 16 second video. I won't post it and all. But according to our, one of our local TV stations down here, uh, uh, they just said on Friday that Kamala Harris's husband is supposed to be in Greensboro.
0: That is good, very good to hear. And I know he will. Do, when's he supposed to? When's he gonna speak to these? Hey, they
2: just said. Uh, hold on, let me play the video. Hold on, let's, yeah, listen, let's listen to the, the video. Here. Friday,
0: Kamala Harris's
1: husband. Doug is going to be in North Carolina. The campaign says it will be in Greensboro,
2: though it hasn't released any other details. This will be the third stop in the Tar Heel State for the Biden campaign, and the last week. Biden was in Charlotte last week, and Harris was in Raleigh on Monday. Okay, so it hasn't said officially when on Friday, but all I knew is must be
0: good. And, yeah. and I and I think and I think with him coming there, I hope everyone in North Carolina, and I'm encouraging everyone out there in North Carolina. like I said before. No we'll disrespect anyone in Carolina, but for you Carolinians out there, I hope you get out and vote. I hope you vote for the right person, like I said. And I think with with Kamala's husband coming however, I think how even though we saw what happened in what a little bit in one area of North Carolina back the clown, I hope they know how that they're gonna hear from a very thoughtful, very respectful, very unique person in Mr. Kamala Harris. And I hope you, Caroline people, show him the proper respect. You don't boo him. You don't boo stuff at him. You don't hiss at him. You listen to hear what he has to say. And if you do that, how a shame on you. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be the people want to hear. So, like I said, Mr. Trump, again, and I go back to saying it again the ball has now been tossed up in the air. No one's favorite in this. Not Biden, not you, not Pence, not Kamala, but us people out there. So like I said, in five weeks' time, we'll find out who the new true leader is. All I know is this, however. You better be ready to see hell come down on you, Mr. Trump. By somehow, some way, you steal this election again. Because you are going to be in for a world of trouble and a world of pain. Just from me oh no, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to supply the pain. The American people will be supplying the pain this time. And they'll be kicking down your doors with billy clubs, two-by-fours, and baseball bats wanting to smash your puny little, tiny little brain in. And then at the end of the day, you can say, what the hell happened to me? We'll tell you what happened to you. You basically got your ass kicked flying like a pancake. You better be ready, because, like I said, once I've said this quote many times before, and I'll say it one more time. To quote the movie Tombstone, "You better be ready, because if you're not, hell's coming with it. hell's hell's being brought by everyone. There'll be no escape for you, my friend." At all.
2: Very, very well, very well put indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And on that of note,
0: I am going to get rolling. I will talk to you guys on Friday. I might sneak in tomorrow. You never know. I'll let you know. But
2: okay.
0: Well, JD, until you hear from me again, I will now uh, hang up my toupee for the evening. <laughs> i watching. Then basically, oh god, <laughs> Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. So. Either I'll take a crap, and I'll just mail it to the the Don, the, Don, the Donald himself. But until then, hey. either tomorrow or Friday, I'll see you guys then.
2: All right, J.D., take care, bud. Rest, rest, rest well. We'll talk to you here, of course. Thank you very much, J.D. <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared D. Durama, of course, offered his two cents here tonight. Here we do thank him very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, of course, has now already started his... His podcast tonight, of course, talking about his, uh, talking about, of course, obviously, of course, what happened tonight with AEW and NXT, plus a few other, of course, uh, subjects, of course, uh, coming up there. Please sure to check out his page, uh, John Gross of Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated on Facebook, to, of course, catch up with that on and check out the, of course, what they check out the latest uh, uh, discussion that's going on here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a quick programming note here. We did not, unfortunately, get tonight's episode of WCWS Wrestling Debate up here earlier earlier this evening. Uh, I did speak to, of course, the Loose Cannon and Shaquille Cole Cephas earlier this evening. He actually did inform me that uh, he, due to, of course, like I said, he was, of course, getting the update here, of course, on AEW and NXT. So he was not able to get wrestling debate up and going, but he won me to pass along the word that wrestling debate will be on tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Two hours before, um, two hours before, of course, NWO Wolfpack, of course. So 925 nine two five pound, of course, tomorrow night at seven o'clock will be, or will be, of course, uh, this week's episode of WWS wrestling debate. After, of course, as we said, of course, AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Clash of Champions, TakeOver, and a bunch of other, of course, things going on here will be definitely be discussed here uh, tomorrow evening. Of course, it will be a probably, it'll probably be longer than an hour. But like I said, be sure to check out, of course, like I said, Shaq, and, of course, hopefully, like I said, the NW of Madness Kingdom. Hopefully, also, some more folks will be popping on there as well. One three nine pounds of course, coming up here tomorrow night. Also, don't forget NWO Wolfpack, of course, 138 521 pound, coming up here, coming up here, of course, uh, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. As we will talk about, in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays, we will also talk about our thoughts and opinions about what happened with AEW and NXT tonight. And we'll do, we'll, we, we will, uh, of course, I'll, I will also, of course, get something prepped here for anyone who wishes to take part. In the um, in the prediction title challenge uh, for um, for NXT Takeover 31, Um, if anyone wishes to do so, of course we will, of course pass that along, and of course I will let you know officially what we decide to do here. Like I said before, I'm toying around with the idea of issuing some more trivia championship series matchups. Here uh, for those who, of course, ten, who do take part in, of course, the uh, in, in the title challenge, of course. But I will be posting those in addition to, of course, on, uh, uh, of course, talking about on Wolf, starting with Wolfpack and Revolution, of course, tomorrow night and Friday night. I will be posting something on the pay per view prediction center page as well about everyone's thoughts and opinions about what will happen about about their thoughts about NXT Takeover 31 coming up here. Uh, coming up here, of course, here on Sunday. Now, I thought it was Saturday, but it's Sunday. So I, I do appreciate, of course, uh, J.D., of course, informing me of that uh, thoughts there as well. Uh, Justin, anything else you wish to add, sir, before we close up shop here for the night? Um, let's... Uh justin said he has nothing else to add, so thank you very much there, Justin there indeed. Also we also on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight for episode eight ninety-two of Revolution. Of course the Iceman, Jared D. of course the human suplex machine John Gross and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming I do thank them of course for popping on here with us here tonight, of course, sharing their thoughts about about the remainder of Clash of Champions from Sunday, also talking about uh, uh, some of the uh, results here about AEW and NXT. <clears throat> and also uh, thank you, uh, my thanks to John, of course, for the pop, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays tonight. And Justin, of course, for adding on a few more little pieces, of course, of uh, wrestling history. John, uh, Justin, thank you very much here for adding that on here as well. <clears throat> But uh, be sure, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to check out all of our pages, of course, on Facebook, um, in addition to, of course, some of those that you probably heard me mention here tonight, of course, Revolution Radio, also us uh, <clears throat> also, like we said, the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page, don't forget to check out Game Show Alley, as well as Entertainment Cavalcade, uh, also, of course, uh, Sports Roundup, also Our tribute groups to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson as well as to Whose Lines in Anyway also Power Rangers Protecting the Power Um, Motor Week Retro Review Cars of the Past also all of our tribute groups to all all the wrestling organizations past and present be sure to check out all the contents we have of course on all of those pages here as well Um, also check out all of our past episodes of of the Radio Radio Network of course on TalkShoe of course a lot uh, all of our episodes dating back the 2015, of course, is currently posted up up there Doc, for everyone's listening pleasure. If anyone wishes to go back on there and check that out, be sure to, of course, uh, be sure to, of course, uh, jump on that there as well. <clears throat> but we uh, thank you very much for listening here tonight. Of course, we'll be back on here. Like we said, wrestling debate. We'll be on. Uh, we'll be on, of course, here. Uh, Tomorrow night, special time at seven o'clock, one three nine nine two five pound, and then of course right before Wolfpack at nine, which will be of course one three eight five two one pound. So be sure to listen to both of those. Of course on Friday at four, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget uh, WWU, W W U the W W U S Sports Machine, of course with uh, Shaq, Justin, JD, and of course the rest of the gang. As of course I'll talk about the latest sports stories and uh, out there, of course everything stemming from. Of course, obviously, we got baseball, of course, really hyped up here going on right now. The NBA Finals going on, the NHL, uh, you know, of course, a lot of other sports stories, of course, making the rounds here as well. Though will that be a whole lot of stuff being talked about on the sports machine. <clears throat> be sure to, to, to be sure, of course, to check that out there as well. And uh, right before, of course, 893, a revolution coming up at 9 o'clock, of course, on Friday night. Revolution 892 is a broadcast of the WSWUS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, uh, be sure to follow my three steps to live by here uh, in, in dealing with the pandemic. Of course, keep yourself clean. Of course, keep your hands clean. And of course, also ladies and gentlemen, be sure to definitely Pray and pray a big deal, because we all need that right now at this point in time. So take care and God bless, here, folks. And of course, since two thousand and fifteen, your source for everything going on here in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWUS Radio Network. Take care and God bless. We'll talk at you here on Wrestling Debate, and we'll pack tomorrow night. Take care.
1: O e artista